Welcome to Anointing Clay. We're really glad that you're here. This is our new podcast, and we pray that you enjoy it. Hey, what's going on? This is um, Sebastian Holly, our pastor Sebastian Holly, uh, for in our in our uh, podcast, Anointed Clay, Anointed Clay. We thank you guys so much for joining in. We're looking to uh, continue to grow um, this podcast. Maybe preferably the word, um, the words, the thoughts can can help someone, can help someone else, um, and really empower people to you know, such a, an awesome potential in their own growth and their manifestation of truth. Amen. So on last, you know, last week, we had uh, a powerful podcast going forth from facts to truth is what I ultimately wind up naming it. But I was actually trying to address the religious consciousness that most people don't, you know, don't realize that they're in, or they're trying to operate relationship in praise God. And so I wanted to go just a little bit further and I began to talk about the Holy Spirit. I just wanted to pick up from there if uh, if you don't mind. A lot of us miss the wealth and value of, of having the Holy Spirit or have been given the Holy Spirit. If you believe that the scriptures are truth and God's word within the scriptures are true and it's the inerrancy of scripture, then you understand we've been given an aspect, a part of God. We've been literally given the Holy Spirit of God. Now, this is so rich. So when you start thinking about relationship with God and, and your intentionality within that relationship and your surrendering of your will, praise God, then you understand that God has given you the value of his own thoughts, the value of his truths, the value of his knowledge, um, you know, for you to grasp and understand him. And also the fact that the Holy Spirit literally has been given to you, uh, praise God, is also an indicator that it was made for you. Now this this is incredible because there there are four things we know to be true, um, you know, truly et eternal uh, in our consciousness according to the scriptures, and that's God's spirit, God's word, God's love, and our spirit, you know. And again, big piece, big piece that we came forth from the mind of God, that we literally have an identity that sits in the truth of God and the knowledge and the mind of God, that we have an opportunity to come to God to gain and learn. When you understand these four things to be eternal, then you realize that they actually have an indigenous reality. They all are from the mind of God. And as a result of it, they're all made to cooperate and work together. So just thinking of that, that you were made for God's word, you were made for God's love, you were made for God's and made for God's spirit. Think about how powerful it is. An example that may be rich for most of us to really grab is to think about uh, uh, um, Peter. Let's talk about Peter walking on water. Peter literally walked on water. You know, I know a lot of times we'll concentrate on his failure and the fact that he lost focus and all these wonderful things, but it still remains a fact, according to scripture, that Peter defied the laws of nature. He literally walked in and experienced the supernatural in his defying of the laws of nature. Uh, that's what's also wealthy um, to add to the point is the fact that he only had a fleshly relationship with Christ. He didn't have an entire canon. He didn't have what we have today as a Bible, praise God, to understand God and to reach the, the history of, of, of man's relationship with God and all of these, all, all of these rich things. Praise God. 
Now, and it can be argued whether he was at that point filled by the Holy Spirit or not. It has been in my reading and in my understanding, praise God, that he did not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Here is the advantage. We have a Bible. We have intimate relationship with God spiritually, praise God. And we as well have an intimate relationship with God through his Holy Spirit. We have his Holy Spirit. And why are we not achieving the supernatural? Why do we not live in a truth greater than our natural logic and reasoning? Now, this, again, this becomes incredible for us as believers to grasp and understand because God's goal is not for his his giftings, his miracle, miracles, praise God, uh, to be the major drawing factor for evangelism or the major drawing factor of souls to come back to him. It becomes these truths are utilized in that process and that equation, but the ultimate goal is the priority and focus on God being what draws you to reconciliation with God. Now, again, that's very important for each one of us to grab if we're available to this truth, because salvation was never about, um, <clears throat> you know, us being drawn because we we see a miracle or we we have a um, a revelation based on the fact that we we've seen a miracle. The real goal is reconciliation with God, and the biggest part of that is that reconciliation being or drawing you because of God and God Himself not what he's done for you uh, or, or, or any miracle, but it's really the relationship with God. So that's important to, to grab. But, but the point that we're, we're really trying to get at is the benefit of having the Holy Spirit. Now, what has happened in religious consciousness is most people's attitude and idea about the Holy Spirit uh, have, has been very limited. You know, most people don't realize the wealth of having the Holy Spirit because they's, they've brought those ideas down to a very limited perspective. So people think the Holy Spirit is about what you do in church. Um, people think the Holy Spirit is about you putting information together for other people. You know, they don't realize that the Holy Spirit is beneficial to you in your own relationship, in your own walk, and it's beneficial on every level. The vast majority of believers still think that the Holy Spirit is equivalent to condemnation. And so the reason why they don't respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit is because they've confused it with some attitude of judgment. The truth of the matter is the conviction of the Holy Spirit is the only way that you can come from facts to the truth. So let me put it, put it like this. Uh, one very important thing to grab is that the word repentance um, in Scripture you feel me? We've misinterpreted repentance. And so we think repentance is about changing behavior. And that's the language we use in, in, in uh, talking about repentance. But in all actuality, repentance is about changing your thought. It's literally about changing the thought that created the behavior. So if you're actually allowing the conviction of the Holy Spirit to take part in your life, praise God, then he's challenging you in your thinking. He's challenging you in your thoughts that you've shaped about God, that you've shaped about the Holy Spirit, that you've shaped about scriptures, and that you've shaped about yourself, right? And he comes into the equation to be able to reveal truth, right? Conviction, amen. And that's powerful. That's powerful because conviction and condemnation don't share the same space. Conviction is about your maturity, about your growth, about a greater result of manifestation, whereas condemnation is about 
silencing you, uh, bringing you down. It's it literally, they are not the same thought. God's intent, if he died for you, is not to turn around and condemn you. That's, that's not how any of this works. It's about the relationship that's supposed to lift you and bring you forward. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is one of the most valuable things that we have because it separates the difference between your facts in this condition and to your owning the truth in this condition or in this relationship with God. And that's really important for us to understand. Repentance is not about just changing your behavior or having discipline, but, but lacking the elements of a new thought or lacking the, 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 the power of God's thought versus your thought. Because real repentance is not about you just changing your mind, it's changing your mind to the mind of God. And that's the wealth of having the Holy Spirit, because if you want to truly discern what the mind of God is, it doesn't come from your religious indoctrinization. It literally comes from the intimacy in the relationship with God and the activation of the Holy Spirit on your behalf to reveal God to you. That's incredible. And I, and I, and I think it's such a very powerful point for us to get, because if you're operating in this religious consciousness that causes you to rely on your indoctrinization, then you're missing the benefit of having God actively involved in your life and actively involved in your process of relearning, actively involved in your process of sanctification, which is a very uh, another really very important point. Sanctification is not some humanistic mindset of purity. Because that's how we've acted from a religious consciousness in our denominationalized institutions. We've acted like sanctification is a process of you obtaining, you know, some humanistic mindset of purity, not some godly mindset of completion. Sanctification is about the re-education process of the kingdom. It's you denying the truth of, of, of your worldly existence, of your natural existence, praise God, and owning the truth of God's perspective. And, and that's really big because you have to re-educate your intellect and your emotional man so that the filters that now take in information through those doors, praise God, will adjust to God's truth versus your own logic and reasoning. Again, it's very, very powerful uh, to understand because um, what's being reshaped is the way you think. Amen, somebody. If you have not literally given your will over to God, then you're still thinking from a natural perspective, even with the camouflage of your quote unquote Christianity covering it. When, when in all actuality, you know, you should be now filtering information through your intimacy with God. Uh, and again, that, that's what bring, brings us to a healthier, whole place. Amen. So no, no matter what has happened to you in your childhood, the traumas that have took place in your life, bad relationship after bad relationship, uh, uh, praise God, these things begin to shape how you think about everything. And God is saying, no, I want to free you from the hurt, free you from the offenses, so you can think about these things the way you were designed to think about them. You feel me? Again, there's so, so, so many layers, uh, so many benefits of the Holy Spirit being involved in our lives and the Holy Spirit really walking in agreement with us and what we've owned in relationship with God that is it's just amazing. Praise God. So I want to encourage people not to have such a limited thought about the, the Holy Spirit and his involvement. The Holy Spirit is not just about what you do in church or how well people respond to you your entire life you know, has been set in this relationship. And if you fully walk out this relationship, you will see the greater benefits of having God's involvement in you. Amen.